what's up everybody i wanted to give a quick production note here it's luke host of the lukewarm games podcast we had a little bit of audio issues on my end on this episode we have the fantastic kyle stevenson joining me to talk about spider-man 2 his audio sounds great my audio sounds a little bit watered down it's definitely listenable but i wanted to point it out as it is not up to our usual quality standard That said, I believe I've resolved the problem, so it shouldn't be an issue going forward, but wanted to call it out. I hope you enjoy our discussion. It was a ton of fun to chat with Kyle. He's fantastic. Go support him and all of his wonderful stuff, and enjoy the rest of this episode. Thanks, y'all. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 135 of the Lukewarm Games Podcast, your source for unique perspectives on all things video games and pop culture. As always, I'm your host, Luke Lewis, and today I'm joined by a super special guest, You know him as the co-host of the Trophy Room podcast and co-founder of 6-1 Indie, but we also know him as the kindest person on and off the internet. It's Kyle Stevenson. Hi, Luke. Glad to be back. So happy to have you back. Yeah. I I was looking back through the old episodes to figure out when was the last time you were on, and it was back reviewing the PS5 in 2020. It was like the fifth or sixth episode of the show. I wasn't sure if it was... It's been a hot minute. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was PS5 or Last of Us. Because I think, didn't we do a Last of Us show as well, or did we just gush about it on the PS5 show? I think we just gushed about it on the PS5 show, because that was the first episode that Claire and I ever did at our dining room table. Oh, yeah. Blue Mm -hmm. Yeti mic in between Mm -hmm. us. I remember that one. And then, yeah, you haven't been back on Lukewarm Games since. I've done stuff on 6-1, and we've Mm -hmm. hung out and seen each other, but it's been a while since we recorded some content, so I'm excited. excited to have you here. Um, I've got my podcast juice. I got some Celsius. I'm ready to I go. I love it. Um, and we're here for a really special topic that I'm super excited to talk to you about. And I know it's something you're super excited about. We're going to be reviewing Marvel Spider Man 2 from Insomniac Games. We both platinum the game. We have a ton to say about the game. Um, as like the biggest PlayStation fan I know, there was only one call to make of who was going to be on this episode. So I'm, I'm super stoked we could make the I, time to have you on. And I brought gush my son along. Game. Your your nineteen inches, yeah, all nineteen inches of venom. You know what's very funny? This is anecdotal. Before we get into things, because you brought out the statue, I was on um, friend of the show Adam Gumbert's uh, podcast. Uh, uh, Respond AM Fire, yeah, love lovely dude, lovely folks over there, and we were chatting about Vemba, and they made a joke about nineteen inches on that podcast and i hadn't seen that meme or that oh, joke okay. on the internet and so i had no <laughs> idea what they were talking about and i was like yeah. this is kind of weird why are we like venbo why are we making innuendo yeah. jo-? Mm-hmm. and then after i saw the memes and i was like oh my god okay that's very funny that's very timely it, it makes sense now it's but a wild a, playstation uk funny- tweet <laughs> go off you know yeah, exactly. we don't we don't we don't get a lot of weird shit from no. playstation marketing so that was a fun one but yeah statue and then, dope lots and then of fun Square collectors Enix editions follow that up with like sephiroth is also 19 inches right. tall is that like the norm going forward like i don't i don't understand it's a big statue you gotta like it's move very a big shelf down or something to- <laughs> that's why i have it readily available to show off because i don't know don't where know it's going it. oh my god that's funny. it's amazing and i think it's my favorite yeah. collection edition statue but i literally have no it's like same thing with like my horizon uh giant elephant mm. uh, they, yep, they're yep, just yep. sitting up here because they can't fit in the case back there i love it so Oh boy. Yeah, I, I thought about getting it. I ended up, I, I snagged the controller and the console yes. covers. So oh, I'm so like, jealous. I can't get the uh, covers. I I lucked out because there have been many a thing this year that I haven't been able to snag the pre-order fair. for. Fair, so fair, like, fair. I got lucky on that one. But 
Yeah, anyway, let's get into some Spider-Man talk. We'll start with some brief spoiler-free impressions for folks just to give our top-level thoughts on the game, and then we'll dig in spoilers. We'll talk about all our story stuff, all the gameplay moments, all the things that we've been holding back and not talking about to to save folks from getting them spoiled themselves. So let's start with some spoiler-free stuff. So, Kyle, let's kick it off. Tell me a little bit about your personal history with Spider-Man, and then what were your expectations going into Spider-Man 2? So, uh, when I was younger, Spider-Man wasn't, like, my thing. I-, I think, like, most superheroes, I wasn't, like, super big into it when I was little. I was more, like, Power Rangers and, like, Animorphs, like, the books okay. and Goosebumps Love and it. stuff. Um, but it wasn't until, like, uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, and I watched that, and I played some of the earlier games, too, and it's like, oh, these are cool. And then, uh, obviously, I fell more in love with superheroes, and, uh... Once I played Batman Arkham Asylum is when I went full into superhero mode and, like, just try to uh, um, consume as much as possible. So when it comes to Spider-Man, my favorite things have been the Insomniac games and the uh, Tom Holland movies. Um, So my expectations going into two was just, like, give me the Arkham City to Arkham Asylum. That's what I was expecting coming in. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was in a similar boat as far as expectations. Um, I'm a comic book fan since a very young age. My uncle, who was the one that introduced me to video games and comic books, um, was a huge influence on me. And so, like, my Spider-Man, Superman, and Batman were, like, my my thing growing up. You can see my shelf up here. I got my Spider-Man lunchbox, and I got my PlayStation 1 copy of the Neversoft Spider-Man. That's one of my, was my favorite you game got, as a kid. You got an awesome Spidey shirt on. You got some artwork above your I head, do. too. You know, <laughs> I, I like Spider-Man. I, yeah, I really do yeah. love Spider-Man very much. I think there's something so relatable about the character. Um, it just, his stories are always, and I there are, like, crazy time travel, insane Spider-Man stories, too, but, like, I always like the very, like, down-to-earth, grounded, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man and the people that he helps in his community. And I always just thought that was really cool. And to your point, I think Insomniac totally nailed that tone from the jump. I loved 2018. That was my game of the year that year. And then I really adored Miles Morales as well for just having, like, a shorter, condensed story with really cool cultural representation and so many, like, memorable NPC characters that we'll get into in Spider-Man 2. And so, yeah, I think similar expectation... I was very excited for Spider-Man 2, but in my mind, up until like a week or two ago, it was like a known quantity of like, it's going to be more Spider-Man, and I'm not thinking too much about it until it's here. I didn't watch launch trailers, I kind of avoided like the pre-hype buzz, and then just jumped right in. But I'm curious, Kyle, after platinuming the game, without going into spoilers yet, what did you what did you think of Spider-Man 2? So it, it's hard to talk about the game, obviously, on a non-spoiler sure. level. And and what I'm going to start out with, it's going to sound like a dig at the game, and you no. you already said it as well. It's more Spider-Man, but that's right. not a bad thing. No, absolutely it, not. Th- This is the Spider-Man from 2018, and Miles Morales just amped up even more. I think New York City feels so much more alive as being a New Yorker who's been to the city many, many times. Seeing, like, actual traffic jams. And, like, cars, like, you know, backed up uh, uh, going through Central Park is wild to see. And uh, they actually have, like, tons of NPCs having full-blown conversations with each other that if you just walk by or swing by, you're not going to hear that. And the city just feels alive. The the 
traversal is the best it's ever been, especially with the web wings and just a few little updates to the uh, the combat with like no slowdowns of the the yeah, the the wheel to to pick your gadgets. Yes, yeah, I um, was is really great. impressed by that. Like the little yeah. things go a long mm-hmm. way. I think in this one. Yeah, and then when it comes to story, I think like I love a team and the people behind games that actually have love for the characters. And you can clearly tell Insomniac, oh, yeah. Spidey, and everyone else in that kind of universe. And just, I feel from my limited knowledge of Spidey uh, compared to yours, I feel like they've nailed pretty much every character. And like, this is the Spider Man that I love seeing. It's like, yeah, he's gonna fight crime and whatnot, but he still has time for other people, like the neighborhood, the communities totally. around him. And I think the side content really, really shines in this one too, and makes me love this game more than I think 2018 did. When it comes to the side content, it's just like kind of there, but like the side yeah. content in there just grows out exponentially. The, oh, totally. the lore and stuff of this one. I think touching on the side content too, before we get into spoilers, I was just really impressed at the pacing of the game. I think they did a really nice job of like taking what was really fun in 2018 and kind of truncating it in a positive way into of no side quest or activity feels like it overstays its welcome. Every side quest with a narrative beat feels meaningful and interesting. I'd argue even some of them are on par with the main story missions, which I think is a real, real testament to the kind of their attention to detail there in this one. And yeah, just such a, I, this, this is the, I'll say this like 85 times in this review, I'm sure. But like, this is the type of game I love to play video games because of games like this, like the moment to moment combat traversal of the city, the story beats, everything is just so fun and engaging. And the game kind of never lets up with that pacing. Like I just, it's very rare for me that I find myself up at two, three, sometimes four in the morning playing. And with this one, I just couldn't put it down. But it, mm-hmm. in the best way, I just enjoyed every second with this yeah. one. To to that pacing thing, I think it does an extremely good job. Uh, same thing yeah. similar to the first one where you play a main mission uh, or a couple in a row. And then it'll be like, oh, you have time to go explore the city. And it even like in, encourages you to yeah, do that. And yeah, in 2018 really cool. and Miles, it was similar, but this one I truly felt it gave more time to breathe for the side content for you to do it. So it felt like those quote unquote filler comic books in between like the big arcs. Where totally. you're still going on adventures, you're still doing things, but there it's not like big, large scale stuff. And I, I think it also helps that every district didn't have every kind of side content thing in it. Yeah. Yeah, which is like, fantastic and not yeah. having to worry about doing five of each crime in every district sure <laughs> and the, there wasn't anything where it's like collect 50 of these it was like collect a few here yeah. collect a few there each one's a little different in how you go about it, it and organically discovering yeah. them too on the map too totally. where mm-hmm. it's not like oh go here and find this thing of course that's there but when it comes to like collectibles like the spider bots just you have to swing and when you get near them then you'll be able to discover them i thought that was so so cool yeah no i i really enjoyed all of it i highly recommend folks check out this game i think if you're a comic book fan this is a slam dunk if you enjoy compelling action games honestly if you're not super into superheroes i'd still say give it a go if you actively like dislike comic book narrative and that sort of thing maybe this isn't your cup of tea but i'd be hard pressed to find somebody that didn't at least enjoy 
swinging around the city, seeing the sights, kind of taking it all in. And also, one more thing to note before we jump into spoilers, on a technical level, this just this game is just out of this world. It's doing so many cool things with the PS5 tech. Um, it's clear that the studio has really evolved through their time with Spider-Man, then with Ratchet, now with um, Spider-Man 2, just unreal in certain instances. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll get into some specific moments yeah. where that's it, really... It's similar. Stage. It's similar to how I felt with uh, Final Fantasy 16 and like the active mm-hmm. time lore, which is like a feature I never thought I I wanted in a game, and I, I'm happy sure. it was there. Same thing in Spider Man Two, where you choose to fast travel in a district, it drops you exactly where you put the point. Why? And in a game, I don't why really has need that fast not travel, happened but it's before. also like exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard to go back and play a game like Starfield that came out this year. That is definitely an impressive, like, well made game in its own regard. But on a technical level, totally. what Somniac is doing is just like, yeah. Can we share this tech? Can we all Ex- like have a GDC <laughs> exactly. talk where we learn? Uh-huh. To, I guarantee that'll be a GDC yeah. talk of like how, how to do our fast travel. Can, can we make the Insomniac like? performance mode with hdr and 4k just like totally. standard ac- across the board so i don't have to choose and, on that, <laughs> oh sorry i was just gonna ask on that note did you play performance or fidelity what did you uh, end up going with so i i wanted i always started with quality uh fidelity so i can see just how gorgeous and get sure take advantage of the the lighting and hdr and whatnot and then uh, a friend of ours uh mike tandra was like you need to just try it in performance because I played Miles in, in performance and, and the, loved it. The moment mm-hmm. I turned it on, I was like, this is like something brand new. <laughs> the How yeah. fluid Spidey oh, totally. is and you need to be... That is Spidey. He's, he's fluid. He's, he's bouncing all over the place. So I didn't look back. And it didn't take too much away from the visuals. So I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to keep it on here. This is the way to play. Totally. I I bounced back and forth a little bit, but I mostly stuck with Fidelity because I was just so blown away. Like every time I was swinging and seeing the lighting reflect on the water and the trees and like, yeah, I was just a sucker for all of that. But it it plays great in both modes, depending on what your preference is, I would say. But Kyle, enough spoiler free. Let's let's let the guards down. Let's talk openly about this game that we've been waiting so long for. So listeners, if you haven't finished the game, if you don't want anything spoiled for you, save this episode, come back to us. Once you finish the game, we'll be waiting. But let's get into it. Um, I'm curious, I want to hear your full spoiler-filled overall thoughts on the story, and then maybe, like, what's the one moment that you really want to talk about that you've kind of been oh, keeping, oh, keeping it okay. quiet for, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I think the story... Well, while I have some um, some tiny little nitpicks, um, I think the story is done extremely well. It's emotional. I I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of Venom. Like I think yeah. he's cool. Um, I I would say same for me too. But like seeing and giving us the descent into madness of Peter when he gets the symbiote and and him slowly succumbing to what Venom is doing to him having it on him and i think the moment where the story was like okay this is i'm fully in is when he is like venom is taking over and mj blocks herself in the tunnel with peter oh yeah yeah And, and peter you you get the layering of yuri's voice and tony todd 
And so I'm like, cool. just, I have uh, my hair Chills. is standing yeah. on, no, on end awesome. right now uh, of him, like, becoming feral and, totally. and threatening MJ, the, the love of his life. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, give me more of this. I want to see th- where this goes. And just going, like, the uh, MJ becoming Scream, which again, not did not know of yeah, Scream. Yeah, wild. Uh, I, I think I learned afterwards that MJ has never been like Scream in a comic or whatever. This is like an insomniac take on it. Oh, um, interesting. That's cool. I, I, I could be wrong. Um, but like, and then Laura Bailey's performance in that boss fight, I think it's the one moment that I want to just talk more about. Cause totally. It, it, like Venom is voiced by Tony Todd. It's not Yuri doing a Venom voice or, or the actor who plays Harry doing the Venom voice. This is like Laura Bailey doing her best Venom impression as Scream and just adds layers to that boss fight. Like I could have listened to them talk the whole time. Like that could have been a cutscene. But the oh, fact yeah. that we played that boss fight and the emotions that were going between Peter and MJ were like second to none for me. From that point forward, I was like, just give me more. Give me oh, more, right. more, more, more. This game does such a great job about making almost every like emotional beat playable in some way. And I got to give Insomniac their, their props for that because I, I was blown away. And I'm glad you started off with Venom because I think going into this game, that was the one kind of big question mark for me mm-hmm. as a comic fan, as a fan of the movies. There have been so many Venom stories that I'm just like, okay, okay, I think I yeah. see where this is going. At what I, point is Spidey going to start pointing do down the, the street? The do the emo, and, yeah. Yeah, that, like, I was like, and th- that game, this game teeters on that in a, a couple moments where I'm like, when he wakes up on the bench in the black sweater, I'm like, oh God, please, please don't. Like, had the same thoughts. <laughs> please don't do this. And thankfully, I don't think they do. And I think no. they do some unique things with it. They go in some directions. I thought the stuff with MJ was really cool. I also thought kind of most of the story is kind of the setup to Venom rather than spending a ton of time on mm-hmm. Venom, which I think was was well done. And I felt like specifically Harry's storyline, I ended up really enjoying and like from the jump, the mission where you go um, to the high school with Peter and you get kind of the Uncharted 4 style yeah. flashback mm-hmm. sequence. You're riding the bikes. Um, you're, you're trying to steal his flash drive. Like I just felt so connected to those characters from the jump that by the time the symbiote was introduced and Venom was a thing, I was like, I care about Harry. I don't want these bad things. Yeah. To, like I mm-hmm. like, so I think they, they did a really nice job with that. And I thought Tony Ta was fantastic. The stuff with MJ that you brought up was fantastic mm-hmm. too. And this game touches on a lot of like dark themes. There's, there's death. They touch on mental health issues that, that fight between scream MJ and Peter is almost like a couple's therapy session. And like, 1, a twisted way, yeah. which I thought was really and clever like, uh, and interesting. Uh, I, I connected with, with MJ in that moment. Cause a lot of what she was saying was very much like what we all deal with imposter syndrome. I'm not oh, good sure. enough. Yeah. I'm not a good writer. I'm not like nobody bought the book. 100%. Nobody cares. I'm like, Oh my God, they're like speaking to my core right now. Well, and it's just, it, it it felt so real because like the things Peter was bringing up and the things MJ were bringing up is like, yeah, that's totally valid. Like that's totally valid to struggle with all of those things. Yeah. Of, like he's insecure about not having a steady job and she's insecure about having a job that she hates and they want to support each other. But it's like, it's hard to like be there a hundred percent and just like, mm-hmm. Oh fuck man. Yeah. Get me in the feels insomniac, <laughs> which like, I think historically I always 
favor insomniac gameplay over narrative to some extent like i would agree i love the, I love the ratchet games but to a certain extent it's like it's a fun pixar movie that has some some cool moments but maybe isn't as memorable for the story i if i can't i don't want to say it's tell negative, you, but you know what i mean yeah i can't tell I mean you if the part like, story beat at all i can tell you like rivet was really cool and i liked the yeah. banter and i thought the writing was well done but like yes. yeah it just didn't stick with me in that way and so mm-hmm. but also different type of game different yeah, vibes absolutely. so not no harm there but this one i feel like is something i will be unpacking and i had this question saved for later and we can get into it more specifically once we talk about the whole story. But, like, I am so excited for, for Wolverine now after playing this game because I feel like they are so capable of doing a mm-hmm. dark narrative, which I wouldn't necessarily have thought after or before playing Spider-Man 2, rather. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it, this will tie into what I wanted to bring up next, but having sure. Venom straight up decapitate Craven. Dude, that's Wolverine straight up with the blood oh and, and violence and whatnot. Like they don't show the actual like moment to stick no. to the T rating, but you know what happens. Yeah, you know what's and, going on. And that brings me. I want to. I really want to talk about Craven because I yeah, feel like please. not enough people are talking about oh, him. Yeah. I think that performance is excellent. Unreal. And to yeah. to give, I, I'm not super familiar with obviously Craven's origins, but to give his character. His whole motivation is he's dying from cancer. And oh, really? He... I didn't know that either. Oh, you you didn't know that in the game? So, like, when, I when you go... I to... missed that. How did when I miss that? You, when you wild. go to... Remember when you give his tiger, like, sleeping medication yeah. or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Um, some of the boards and some of the, the, the things you pick up tell you that he, is, he got diagnosed with a sickness. You assume it's cancer. And, and oh, I just s- missed that. Whoa. Yeah, okay. yeah. And, and that some puts of the, it all in perspective, and yeah, some way. of the uh, discussions with his his brothers, his siblings, are, go into that a little bit. And basically, Craven's like, I'm not gonna let Craven. I'm not gonna let. Okay. I'm not gonna let cancer take me out. I want to go out in a in a battle for glory. I want to be bested by somebody right. better than me instead of some stupid illness that takes out like regular people. Yeah. And, and I think bringing cancer into it and just to show that cancer, I mean, obviously sucks for everybody, but it even affects these stronger people. And and to see him be like, I'm not I'm not going to I'm stronger than this disease. I'm not going to let this be the thing that takes me and actively looking for not to be the only villain out there, but to actually find someone to take him out and be OK with that solution. Yeah, totally. I I found his storyline super compelling. I thought he was a really interesting villain, and I thought his inclusion in the game allowed for so many amazing moments with past villains. Everything with Mr. Negative and um, Scorpion early on in the game. I just thought all of that was so, so cool, and I think it was such a, a cool like follow-up to... I know folk, a lot of folks criticized... The, I didn't particularly feel this way, but a lot of folks criticized the first game for not having enough of the Sinister Six and like not getting enough time with those villains, which I didn't have a problem with it. I thought it was a good amount, but neither here nor there. Yeah. I think this was such a compelling way to bring those characters back into the fray, have more compelling context and backstory given to them, humanize all of the villains in a really Mm -hmm. interesting way. And yeah, I just, yeah. Craven was super, super interesting. I also just thought, 
a, an interesting villain in a sense that like he didn't build a crazy mechanical suit he didn't have these no, like yeah. crazy elaborate powers like he's super strong and obviously mm-hmm. has his like billion dollar tech industry of yeah. all this stuff under his belt but i just thought it was like he was an unusual villain and i and i appreciated yeah. that a lot how, how do you feel being a, the big spider-man fan of craven straight up killing some villains like we're we're not getting shocker, I, we're not getting uh, right. vulture. I thought it was incredibly bold and really mm-hmm. compelling. And yeah, when that first when I think it was Scorpion who was killed yep. first, or no, 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 I think we see Vulture, or maybe Scorpion no, before I, I, somewhere I do, in there. I, but, it's Scorpion, but and then we don't know that others have been taken out until we get captured. As and then miles. we see the I clip to the wings yep. mm-hmm. sequence. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. So to be honest, I was like, wow. This game is really setting itself apart. I felt similar how I did to The Last of Us Part Two in a sense of like, wow, we are making bold choices right from the jump. We are not, we're not dancing around things. We're not doing the comic book thing where we're going to retcon and we're going to like, it was just like, no, we're, this is a dark story and strap in. And I, I thought it set the tone for what the rest of the game would be. Mm-hmm. And as soon as all of those deaths started to happen, I was immediately more invested because I was like, there are crazy stakes here. It's not just like, yeah. Spider-Man's going to save everybody. It's like, nope, some people are going to die, and we don't know who or what will happen. Yeah, and, and, and I, I just love seeing Spider-Man help out the other villains Yeah, to get away from Kramer, like the whole Tombstone thing. Tombstone's trying to get on the right track and, and saves him from being captured and, and ultimately probably dying to Kraven if he does get captured. Like, it's those little things that the character moments from game to game that are just expanding on full arcs, right? Uh, another one that I love seeing her, I wish we had more with that sequence is Black Cat. Oh my god, yeah, that was going to be that my, chase my one that I brought up. That's my incredible. favorite mission in the game, I yeah. think, because that just like, I played, that was the last mission I played before going to bed on launch night that I played. And I was just so blown away at the tech, at the, the the story throughout that game, the inclusion of the little note from Wong and Doctor Strange there at the end, like just the little nods to a more expanded Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Like, so cool. I wanted so, to go so in cool. the Sanctum so bad. I did too. I did too. I tried. <laughs> I was like, I have a note. Like, you said exactly. Yeah, like, each the, other. the moment <laughs> she starts using the portals... And you're zipping across the city, and then all of a sudden we're like in Antarctica. I wanted to Unreal. go into other it parts was... of the world so bad. You have to imagine, like, yeah, I I thought that was going to be like a core mechanic at that point, and I I'm kind of glad they kept it to that mission because it just yeah. made that mission so special. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was incredible, and that was the mission where I was like, oh, the Ratchet and Clank team has arrived. They are here. But I thought they elevated that tech so well in this game and, like, the motion, and I think Mm -hmm. it almost worked better in Spider-Man for me because the game is so much about, like, mobility and quickly traversing through all these things. But yeah, what a spectacle and super cool. And it was also Mm -hmm. cool to see Black Cat's storyline fleshed out a little bit. I was a fan of the DLC of the first game that I feel like people either didn't play or nobody really talks about but i i think she's a really interesting character and so it was kind of cool to see her like oh she's going to france and she's gonna like 
she was working with there's, like art mobsters and stuff. I was like, going to say there, there's cool. a lot of there's valuable art there. in France. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something there. So that was that was neat to get. We got a, to your point about like Tombstone as well. Like yeah. this game did a really nice job of like touching back on established storylines in meaningful ways, and even in the side quests too. Like mm-hmm. I think about um howard's pigeons or oh. um seeing tio the bodega owner who's also a musician and then like all of those missions i just thought were so the, so the, cool and the so grandfather well and and granddaughter mission oh my god beautiful beautiful as well mm-hmm. i i um now that we're on the side quest tangent i have to shout out the the mission with Haley when you oh yes paint the art and that's such a cool idea to represent her as a playable character, as someone who's deaf. And yeah, the, the game and also it, does a really good job with like all the SL interpretation and yes. things. And like a, a, another, really, really cool. I, I would call it a bold, bold choice. Cause I yeah. feel like a lot of people didn't expect it, but during that yeah. whole section, she just not have any audio. Yeah. Actually put yourselves in Haley's shoes and experience what she goes through every moment of her life. I fully loved um, yeah, totally. It, it, and uh, uh, going back to uh, like main story stuff because we haven't touched on him at all. Miles's arc is awesome. He's <laughs> incredible. I honestly so think incredible. He is my preferred Spider-Man. I don't even want to say that because I enjoyed playing as Peter too. But like, yeah. mm-hmm. I was blown away at Miles and his story arc, his powers, with, with Martin his, Lee. That yeah, like oh my gosh, I think that was like my favorite. Some of my favorite writing in the game was I think mm-hmm. their conversations, and mm-hmm. I just sympathize with Miles so much. But then to see him overcome it in the way that he did, and also how Martin Lee grew and learned yeah. from it as well, like really, really compelling. And mm-hmm. there's that moment at the end of that storyline where Peter says something like, "Whoa, you convinced a, a bad guy to." reform himself i've never Mm -hmm. done that and it's just like well that's really cool that's really special yeah yeah i i will say this is my one critique on all spider-man things i hate when peter hangs up the boots (laughs) like the way the game ends i know the boots like like he's just like like just like like he's retiring he's not gonna do spider-man stuff he's gonna be normal peter with mj stuff which i'm very happy for them as a couple I know we're going to get Peter again in the third game. Sure. Uh, and I'm happy to have Miles be the Spider-Man. It's just, it always bums me out because I do like Peter. I like Yuri. I, yeah, I do too. I think that was weird because I, I saw the internet after I finished the game interpreting it as like, he's retiring and he's done being Spider-Man. I'm like, I didn't really feel like it was that. I felt like he was going to take a few months and really focus on Peter. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then if something big pops up, I'm sure he'll throw the suit yeah, on and yeah. be involved. Like, well, like with, with Doc Ock in the first end sure. credit scene, we're not done with Peter as yeah, Spider-Man. <laughs> of, of, of course. So I've also seen some speculation that maybe we'll get like more of a direct sequel to Miles Morales and then oh. in a later game come back to Peter. So I, I could see that too. We'll, we can get into speculation for future oh, games because yeah, yeah. I still have like a ton oh, to talk oh, about with yeah, this no, one. For sure. Um, uh, what, but, what was your favorite... Um, uh, oh my god, what was I going to... Never mind, continue. It'll come to me. No, 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 you're good. I was just going to to double back to Miles for a little bit yes. and talk about um, that idea, how I talked about like how I think this game does community really well and kind of oh, referred yeah. back to previous games. The mission, it's called Bebop. 
where you're trying to collect all of the instruments and different oh, yes. pieces for the cultural museum mm-hmm. in Harlem. Um, or maybe the museum is in Queens, but e- either way, like yeah. the mm-hmm. neighborhood museum and as a jazz musician, as a fan of music, I just thought that mission was so incredible. They had this cool museum curated with exhibits of Charlie Parker and these mm-hmm. amazing jazz musicians. And literally like I was going through these exhibits Same. and reading the exhibits and listening yeah. to the music and like the tune that was playing at Charlie Parker's exhibit was a, a tune. My saxophone professor had me transcribe in college and it was a total pain oh, in the ass. And it like instantly awesome. took me back to that moment in such mm-hmm. a cool way. And that's when this game like catapulted of like, this is so special. Like that attention to detail and that attention to representation. I just thought, was really awesome and i think miles just like as a hero embodies that like that care and that community and that kindness so well that yeah i just loved his character so much that that is that is something in sound that could have totally done you collected all the instruments mission over you see the outside of the party whatever you go in for a little bit that's it it could have been cutscene but the fact that you were full-on yeah, you're you're yeah. you're on the sticks. You can interact with different exhibits. I thought it was so incredible. And yeah, I made sure to read every single one. I was like, yeah, tell me more about these real people that I, as a non musical history person, don't sure. really know too much of. And I'm like, this is awesome. I'm glad they're including this because it's it's important. And to yeah. put it in any medium, I think is is important. So, and I love, there was a line too where Genki was like. Oh, I have so much music I want to listen yes, to. I have so many yeah. like books I want to read. Like there's a Langston Hughes exhibit mm-hmm. and things like that. And I love the idea of like a kid playing this game and being like, Mom, can we listen to Charlie Parker or can I read yeah. like Langston Hughes poetry? Like mm-hmm. f- being inspired to do that from a video game, I just think is really, really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. It's um, it's I, an intentional move that they, like yes. you said, didn't have to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember what I was going to bring up. Yeah. Um, my biggest thing that I wish this game did, which I don't know how they would have done it because they did it so incredibly well in 2018, is I miss having a lot of, like, Easter eggs in the world that you just stumble across. Be like, oh, that's cool. But And I understand how difficult it is because we already know where the Sanctum is. We saw that. We we saw the Wakanda Embassy. You know, we, we saw, like, Jessica Jones and, and, and uh, you know, Matt Murdock stuff in the first game. Sure. I wish there was a little bit more, like, the Arkham Asylum. You find, like, Penguin's Umbrella somewhere. Like, oh, I know that reference. And, and that's just me, I guess, expecting too much. Yeah, but I do wish there was a little bit more of like some surprises here and there, unless they're there and yeah. I just missed them. I I think that's a fair fair cr- critique. I was chatting with friend of the show Joseph Hooper about this exact same subject, and he mentioned something that I hadn't really thought of. Um, he his main critique was that at the end of the side quests or the open world activities that are all fun and compelling. He felt like a lot of the endings were very like set up for the next game rather than very much super so. engaging gameplay moment for this game. Like mm-hmm. thinking to games like Arkham City that we brought up a couple times. Yeah. A lot of those open world activities and things like that, I think of like the Riddler trophies or like the penguin side missions where like those culminate in like a very cool cinematic story moment and a gameplay thing and like mm-hmm. really kind of round it out. Whereas I do feel like in this game there were very cool endings to those missions in a lot of ways, but most of them were like, I just finished 
I, I got the platinum last night and finished the flame side quest with the, yeah. the cult, which was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, which set up Carnage and the symbiote kind of coming back into play, which is really rad. But we kind of didn't get to see like that come to fruition. It was more just like drop tease next game, which is fine. But yeah, I, I did think that was kind of a theme throughout some mm-hmm. of the side quests, S- similar to like um, Chameleon's uh, side quests. Yeah. Which are, were I think, cool. I love going through that sure. house and, and finding out that he's Craven's brother, which is wild. Yeah. Um, and, and same thing, like, oh my god, uh, Mysterio. I love Mysterio. Oh yeah, that love was such a Mysterio. That was such a fun, fun way to do that. And yes, I think exactly. narratively speaking, that those side quests to me were really interesting because the whole mm-hmm. time I was like, is he a bad guy again? Exactly. Is he a good guy? Like, yeah. And like that mm-hmm. was playing with expectations, and I think that one, to your point, did culminate. Well, I mean, each one was fun gameplay in and of mm-hmm. itself, but yeah, I thought that was really well done, and it was fun to. That was just a fun narrative idea of like, what would a yeah. a, a super villain do post getting out of exactly. prison? Exactly. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, you yeah. an entertainment business, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very. Fun. And, and and I just love the whole aesthetic of Mysterio. I loved uh, how he looked in the in in this game. Yeah. Um, uh, shout out to uh, I think his name is Noshir. Who voiced Quentin Beck in Mysterio in this game? Who was Kutalu in Horizon Forbidden West? Uh, oh, same really? voice actor. That's very cool. Yeah, I didn't um, know that. that's awesome. And I, I, I enjoy that Mysterio was the like kingpin challenges from 2018. Sure. The 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 only bummer is, and I wish there was more of it because I love stealthing as Spider Man. There were no stealth specific missions or rooms and stuff, which. Oh, it's a bummer. Mysterio. Yeah, that's fair. Or, not, or just like another villain, like another side quest, like take everyone out in two minutes or, or stuff. I guess like you that. could play because they were very. I was thinking back to in 2018, I think they were the screwball like arcade yeah. side mm-hmm. missions mm-hmm. that I remember at the time I was incredibly frustrated by and I found them like less more frustrating than fun. Whereas I feel like in this game, the equivalent is like the hunter blinds and bases, I yeah, guess. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But to your point, though, you could go in guns ablaze on all of those. Yes. And yeah. especially towards the end when I was so high level that it was like, oh, I got spotted. And I was like, well, I'm just going to yeah. use my gadgets and venom abilities and be out of this in 30 seconds anyway. It, so. it is a bummer because, uh, again, Mike was stuck on his last trophy was mm. the... Uh, web um, line takedowns. He needed oh. one more. And in the end game, it's incredibly hard to find some yep. place to do a stealth thing, too. Mine was the... I had the Venom symbiote power one, where you have to use yep. mm-hmm. it 25 times. And so mm-hmm. I had to go around from crime to crime, because I had done literally everything else. So I go around from crime to crime, build up the meter, <laughs> use it a couple times. Go find yeah. more crimes, uh-huh. but it's still still fun. Still, yeah. How how did you feel how the game ended? Right, like Harry yeah. became Venom. Awesome, awesome boss fight. Uh, yeah, doesn't I it die. Would... Yes, yeah. That's and then we get the setup to what I presume is Green Goblin because Norman's like, get the G serum yep. ready, so you have yep. to. Imagine mm-hmm. there, that that's there's something there. Yeah, and and when it comes to Endgame, how are there still symbiotes around? I had that thought too because <laughs> I was like, I've taken out all the nests. Like, where yeah. are you coming from? Mm, I don't know. Grain of salt, comic book game Absolutely. to a certain point. Yeah. But um, yeah, to answer your question, 
I liked the ending. I think it worked. It wrapped everything up and put a nice bow on it. It did feel a little safe, I think, in terms of like setting up that that inevitable third game, which I enjoyed this game so much. I'm okay with that. And I think they played with comic book fan expectations so much throughout the journey that I think it's okay that we landed in a place that's like, okay, like mm-hmm. what what's kind of funny to me though, is I feel like in the, the marketing lead up to this game, there was so much speculation about like who, who will be the, who will take on the symbiote? Yeah. Who will Venom be? And it was like, I think it's, it's, it's going to be Harry. It really seems like they're going to, and yeah. it's like, it, and it was, so that ended up being, I think less of a mystery than, I- I do think in Folks the game thought. itself, it did. They did a good job with keeping, like, sure, me guessing, because when Peter, you know, almost becomes Venom, he doesn't grow in size. Right. So I was like, oh, maybe the symbiote will go on to Craven. And then oh, when that doesn't happen, I, yeah. when that doesn't happen, I was like, oh, okay. For whatever reason, I just saw it coming. That I was like, Harry's sick again. He's going to yeah. need it. It's going to yeah. get back to him eventually. But I mm-hmm. will say, I we'll get back to the ending in a moment, but one side tangent. When you first get to play as Venom, holy shit. Oh, that man. was just like unreal and that was just really like cool. chaotic and fun and fucked up in all the yep. right ways and yep. just like visually so oh, cool and you're just I... tearing through enemies. Because like at that point in the game, in terms of pacing, I was like, man, I really hope... I don't want to do an annoying, tedious combat encounter right now. And the game's like, don't worry, you don't have to <laughs> just go crazy. Yeah, I can't. I completely forgot this until you just brought it up. Yeah, yeah. My favorite takedown in the entire game is one of Venom's. When you can press triangle circle to do like an automatic takedown on an enemy. It's the one where he grabs uh, uh, somebody from Oscorp and just snaps his back over his head and just tosses him. Uh, well, the first time he Horrifying. did that, I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. God, <laughs> just like the power he was jumping through and like ramming through mm-hmm. walls and stuff mm-hmm. it reminded me of like playing like old incredible hulk games as a kid yes. just like that sense of yeah. power but it was like yeah. that wasn't just like kid imagination version they was like no they're like yes. giving you this sense of motion mm-hmm. in such mm-hmm. a cool way but doubling back to the ending a little yeah. bit what did, what did you think of things how, how did it wrap up for you I, at first, I was bummed that Harry didn't die. But then the more I thought about it, because I feel like just having Harry now in a comatose, comatose state again, I I'm sh- I don't know if we'll ever see him again. It's in, hard to but, say. Yeah. Um, I mean, very well could. But, but then I realized, well, 2018, Peter lost May. Miles lost Finn in his game, and they were both incredibly emotional. So in a way, I'm kind of okay with not having a major death and, and at the end, even though it was still emotional thinking that he died. Sure. Um. So I'm okay with him, you know, being alive. I think that set piece was incredible at the end. Um. I'm happy that MJ and Peter are in a good place. I'm happy that Miles yeah. is fully embrace himself as Spidey and it doesn't have that holdup of like, well, I'm not, I need Peter, right? Like I could do this on my own kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I dig it. The one kind of nitpick I have with the ending, and this isn't a huge deal. It's one of those things of like, as a comic book story, we were eventually going to get here, but I think the way we got here 
I have some qualms with, but the fact that Norman Osborn was so mad at the Spider-Men when they were coming out with Harry's body, I was a little bit yeah. just like, didn't you call them individually on the phone and like ask them to save your son and just like yeah. pleaded and please mm-hmm. do anything? And they were like, we got you. We're going to do everything we can. And they came out and he's still alive. And the yeah. suit is off of him. And he's mm-hmm. like, how could you do this? And I'm just like, bro, did you We just sit? We did everything right that we could do. Yeah. And I, th- I think he's like, I think that hint is he's happy that Harry's alive, but he's more mad that the, the symbiote is gone. That was okay. I, I think he's like that... secretly upset that the thing that the only thing he had to keep Harry going mm-hmm. is gone. Because the Spider-Man took it out. And I, that makes sense. And I think to that point, that also makes sense if you think about, like, he was upset that the Spider-Man got involved and took the symbiote off of Harry in the first place. Because Harry seemed to be doing pretty well there at the beginning. But we have to assume, like, eventually the symbiote would have, like, still driven him to the same point. Maybe, maybe not. But, yeah, that's interesting. Like like I said, little nitpick. Because ultimately, like, we want Green Goblin to happen in some form, so I think we had to get here. Absolutely. To that, though, do you have any predictions? Do you think, will, will we see Harry come back as Green Goblin? Is he prepping the GC serum for Harry, or is Norman Ugh. ready to take it himself? I think Norman's going to take it himself. I think he's going to be Green Goblin. I could see maybe a tease at the end of proper Spider-Man 3, yeah. Harry becoming Hobgoblin. Oh, that's a good. That's a good Maybe? Call. Yeah, I think it but, could go either way, but it does feel like they're setting up Green Goblin as like the big next bad. Yeah, and I I fully expect in the third one that everyone knows Peter is Spider Man. Mm, interesting. Okay. Because the way Doc was like, yeah, I know who they are, and won't tell Norman, but he's writing it his final chapter kind of thing. To that, what, what do you think Doc Ock is setting up? Because I was, I when he's know. like, my final <laughs> chapter, or the final chapter, I was like, okay, obviously you have, like, some kind of world domination plan once again, but, like, I'm, that would be pretty says... powerful if, like, third game kicks off and it's similar to, like, the ending of Far From Home, the MCU Spider-Man, where it's like, yeah. that's the one that ends with the yes. post-credits where mm-hmm. Jay jj pops on and it's like yep. spider-man is peter parker like yep. if we get that that would be a pretty compelling reason for him to like quote-unquote come out of retirement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i maybe that is just what doc ock is is planning is writing the book and telling everyone maybe. the whole world that peter is spider-man because i don't think he knows of miles he was put away before miles so. yeah that's true became spidey so I am kind of excited to see Doc Ock come back. I thought he was a really compelling villain. And yeah. even though I saw his turn coming in 2018, I still thought it was a compelling turn. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you have any villains that haven't popped up yet that you want in the, in the game? To be honest, no. And okay. I think I'm more in terms of my Spider-Man love. I'm definitely like a movie game fan versus yeah, like yeah. super deep into the comics. Mm-hmm. Like I've, I've read some stuff, but not enough to have like a comprehensive knowledge of like sure. who we're missing kind of yep. thing. But yeah, for me, I think Green Goblin's like the obvious one. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing certain villains come back, but it's also kind of hard to know like who's still alive post. Did you did you see this one? somebody go out of bounds and find a certain somebody? No. Apparently, 
uh, in Craven's mansion, hideout, whatever, you can go okay. out of bounds. And on plaques, like on his wall, is Shocker's head. Okay. Vulture's head. Yep. Scorpion's head and Rhino's yep. head. Rhino was the one that I wasn't sure about, but yeah, that makes so sense. So apparently, out of bounds, Rhino was killed by Craven already. I have to imagine, I think in terms of like predictions and things that I imagine we're seeing, I think we're going to get kind of a build into a broader, not MCU level scope, but I do think more of like, um, there's a couple things that we haven't touched on that hint on this, but the Spiderbot side mission specifically mm-hmm. is the big one that I keep thinking about. And also the the post post credit yeah. where we get um, Albert and his daughter, Cindy, which I'll say, did you know who they were? Because I had no idea who they nope. were. I uh, knew they were someone yeah. of significance, but I was like, I don't know this name, Cindy, and they definitely want me to. Nope. I looked it up, and it, it's super cool. Another spider yeah. person in, yeah, in the so world. Yeah, they're it as oh. Silk. Silk yep. is the name Although, of the character. Yeah. I think in the comics, Peter and Silk end up hooking up, which is problematic in the games, because it looks like Silk is a child. Yeah, I think they're, <laughs> it seems like they're taking it a different direction. Yeah, which so. I'm, t- I'm, I'm totally happy if like yeah. the next Miles game is Miles and Silk. Yeah, I think that'd I, be cool. To keep like the dual protagonist thing going. That makes a lot of sense. And then back to the, also the Spider-Bot mission, which I hinted at. So that was like a direct reference to the Spider-Verse movies, if I was reading it correctly i think so so i okay. haven't seen the newest one yet oh, but it okay. was it was the same style and she did mention um she says miguel yes who i know is 2099 yeah so i think that was very cool it was see. cool and then we do get a lot of um spider-verse suits in the game so that mm-hmm. it makes sense that i think there is some collaboration there so that'd yeah. be very cool my my question to, to yeah. you luke is the end of the game right venom mm-hmm basically covering nyc in in symbiote which was dope visually where were the avengers that's an avengers level threat (laughs) where are they i had that thought too and i was thinking about the note from dr strange and wong and i was like wong knows he's in the city and i was like do they just think they have it under control do they yeah. not want to help out? Are they all on vacation? Like, what's the vibe know. here? But I they're think they're on PTO. Yeah, they're on PTO. <laughs> I feel like I think that's just another one of those comic book things of like yeah. either they're not ready to introduce those characters or Marvel Games is mm-hmm. like stay in your lane. Yeah, you know, Spider Man. This these are other things like. Although there was a Captain America frisbee. I don't oh, know if yeah. you caught that. I did, they're too I did catch throwing that, that yeah. around. Well, no, they've definitely, and like, we have Avengers Tower, we have yeah. the Sanctum, we yeah, have yeah, these yeah. things, like, this exists in the world, and um, I haven't listened to all of it yet, but as of our recording, the kind of funny spoiler cast with mm-hmm. Brian Antar just came out, and a headline from it was that I saw that um, he mentioned specifically that their Wolverine game is set in the same universe as the Ooh. Spider-Man game, like, same that, Yeah, same there was Madripoor mentioned right. in a, in a doc yep. or something in the game. So... they're obviously like hinting that like there is a universe whether Mm -hmm. they tap into all of that fully we shall see but it it is very cool to know that those characters exist Mm -hmm. in the same day to day yeah i'm not sure where where the avengers were in that same vein um 
another headline I saw from that spoiler cast, which I can't wait to watch. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, apparently there is a Daredevil Easter egg somewhere oh, in this game. I missed that. I missed that as well, so okay. I'm curious to hear exactly where it is, and uh, I'll go check it out. Okay. Uh, uh, thinking about the Venom taking over the city, though, uh, another one of my favorite moments is when Harry goes full Venom, and yeah. Venom shows him the hallucination of what they can do, and like New York City coming out like a floating island, and my my dumb brain was like, when that ended, I looked around the city and was like, where's the floating island? Not realizing that Venom is feeding him Got lies. It. Right. That's cool. I hadn't and, thought and, about that. And yeah. that's just like Venom showing just how diabolical and evil he is. I thought that whole sequence was amazing. Oh, totally. Yeah, I like I said, I, I was pleasantly surprised by all the Venom stuff in the end, and I think overall I preferred the first half of the game to the second half of the game in terms of the narrative arcs. Um, yeah, I not that I thought the Venom stuff was bad at all. I enjoyed yeah, it. No. But I, I just I thought I was really compelled by Craven's story. I was really yeah. compelled by what was going on with him and the other villains. I was really interested to see what would ultimately happen with mm-hmm. Miles and Martin Lee. Yeah. That whole Peter versus dynamic. Miles was a great fight. That was, I think in terms of like gameplay and boss fights, like that was the most like where I felt like on the ropes, so to speak, yeah. of like mm-hmm. I don't feel like I totally am dominating this. Where by the time I got to the late game stuff, I felt like I had upgraded so far that I was like, I'm just clowning out these hunters yeah, and these symbiotes. Like th- this is awesome and this is how it should feel, but I wasn't worried about dying mm-hmm. at that yep. point in the yep. game. Yeah. We've touched on a lot, but I feel like there's there's other stuff in terms of like gameplay moments or um, more story specific stuff. Is there anything you want to touch on? I mean, we uh, just to expand on a little bit more. Yeah, the gadgets being quick mm-hmm. and, and even the abilities just tied to holding down a shoulder button and and hitting a face button helped tremendously make making me feel as the player like I'm actually Spider Man. Just yeah. had, like you know, dodging, parrying, which was awesome, uh, and and web winging around, and just using a gadget to group them all together, take out a far guy, come back with like a venom surge punch. Just everything felt like I was in the moment. Whereas like in twenty eighteen and Miles bringing up the weapon wheel. And then time slowing down, it takes you out of it a little bit, which oh, at totally. the time had no issues with it. Sure. Now can't go back. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the way they assigned things to it just made it more clear of like what you're using. And I think there were certain points of the game where I was just like mashing using whatever gadget I had available uh-huh. in the moment. But towards the later game, once I had everything unlocked and upgraded, there definitely was strategy of like, okay, I'm going to use the gadget to bring all of the enemies together into a concentrated area then i'm going to use the like venom slam blast where miles jumps up and then slams the ground with electric powers and like i was really like kind of like planning things out in a way that i didn't feel like i did necessarily as much in 2018 so that was really cool and and actually having your l3 and r3 abilities mean more in this game yeah like you can't spam it as often as you did in in the earlier games, where when you finally got to use them and when they finally unveiled them to you, 
they were in important moments where you felt like you needed an extra little boost. Whereas like in the older, the other previous ones, you can just use that like in a Kingpin mission and it's like, sure. all right, it's done. But here it actually like makes it feel like a last resort kind of move, which I Definitely. enjoyed a whole lot. Yeah. And I think I felt like the upgrade path in this one felt meaningful and each one felt significant and interesting. And I was definitely compelled to like the only critique I have is I think it was kind of messed up to have the currency be the same for purchasing yeah. suits as it was for upgrading your main, like your health mm-hmm. damage, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, and I know I'm not alone in this, but I ended up buying a lot of suits at the beginning to then regret it because then I didn't have, stuff to upgrade my powers when i wanted to mm-hmm. granted you can get around that there are side quests and things yeah. you can do to unlock that stuff but that was one thing that i was like oh darn i wish hey. i had known that but yeah neither on that longer. on that note i do wish leveling was a bit harder interesting i feel like you uh, you leveled up too quick okay yeah you always was... got skill points i'm like i wish because then at some point i'm just using them and then forgetting whatever skill i chose that was the I found myself I had to like double back before big fights and be like what did I just unlock okay L one triangle mm-hmm. okay yeah mm-hmm. or like I remember when I upgraded the um you can do I think they call it the yank where you can like use yeah. the web and like fling guys from left to right or mm-hmm. slam them on the ground mm-hmm. with both triggers that was one that I like unlocked super fast and then didn't realize I had lo- unlocked. And then by the late game, when I found I had locked that I was using it all the time. Cause it was really cool to yeah, for, switch for things me up. Is, and, yeah. I didn't realize after I beat it and I watched someone else play that there's a skill where you can yank guns away from people and then throw it at, at I didn't use that at all. I yeah, just I completely forgot about it. Or the one where you can like as miles when you're in the air, you can like, electric dash or electric oh, yeah. jump to get like mm-hmm. an extra boost i didn't use that either <laughs> and it was yeah. like oh shoot and and like miles going invisible like camouflage miles i used it because i was super stealthy yeah but i use that a fair bit that too, is but... like a throwaway thing well and it was funny because i kept i was switching between miles and peter in the end game when i was finishing up side quests and things and then i kept accidentally getting myself into situations where i needed that and then i was like mm. oh no i'm peter i can't go goes though that's good which which was very funny but um on a gameplay note something we haven't really touched on i'm curious about your thoughts what did you think of the web suit and and the flying in this game that was a new addition to this one how how did it work for you one i'm glad we got it right away yep i'm glad to like kind of get used to it because if that was that would have been a situation if we got it too late i wouldn't have used it at all sure i would just stuck to swinging but with that addition and seeing all the like the wind currents that you could take, and I just had so much fun like swinging around, diving, going up into the web wings, flying across the city, across the river, and then it just felt so good. Oh, <laughs> it yeah, felt amazing. Totally. I think I was worried going into it that I would use it too much. Or, like, it would kind of overwhelm the web swinging and be like, no, I want to use this easier ability to get around. But I really found myself, like you were saying, like, going back and forth and using it to enhance the speed I was using in web swinging. And especially with Mm -hmm. the river traversal, like, so cool. Um, But, yeah, I I really enjoyed the heck out of it. And I I kind of didn't expect to. I thought it was like it felt like a weird addition where I was like, why are you changing traversal? It's already so good. It's like somehow they made it 
better in this one. And I know Brian Antar also talked about, I don't think this was on the kind of funny spoiler cast, but he talked mm-hmm. about it elsewhere in interviews that um, you can go so much faster in Spider-Man 2 than you could originally in the other games. Yeah. And I think that's like part in tech from the PS5 and just like their own learnings, but just like the sense of speed and momentum across mm-hmm. all of the traversal is just so, so cool. Yeah. 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 And, and to that note, uh, I will add, I did have a few bugs. I did as uh, well. Game yeah. crashed on me a couple of times. Yep. I think... um, which is a bummer. And it's yeah. like stuck in walls. They're like the, the hunter blind, like the big base ones. Mm-hmm. I, I got stuck in like little holes in the wall and I couldn't get out. And I was, so, I was angry. <laughs> I was not happy. I, yeah, I had to hard reset twice. I got stuck on the park bench in Coney Island. Mm. During oh, really? that mission, okay. like I sat down on the bench just to kind of take in the night, and then I was like, "Oh, it won't let me get up." <laughs> the game's not crashing. I'm just like no, watching this scene. You're stuck. I I quit out, reloaded, and it was yeah. fine. And the checkpoint exactly. was like right there, so not mm-hmm. a huge issue. But nope. there was another hilarious one where at the very end scene at the garage where Miles comes out to talk to MJ and Peter, mm-hmm. um, the first time I loaded that. Miles, his lower half of his body, neck down, was oh, just, you just gone. Said the head? <laughs> and so it was a floating, like, naked head. And uh, he was like, don't worry, Peter, I got it. And I was like, I don't know if you do, bud. <laughs> and, That's and so, amazing. And so I quit out, took a screenshot just for for, for yeah. ch- the chuck, chuckles and giggles, um, yeah. quit out, loaded back in, and then it picked up right from that scene where they all went out to the garage uh-huh. and it was fine and loaded with him in his suit. And I was like, okay, that's cool. awesome. Cause I wanted to finish the game with like yeah. the right cadence, but it was Speak- very speaking funny. Speaking of suits. Yeah. Did you switch? Did you have a favorite? Cause I'm Ooh, a sicko yeah, who a... only like canonically will use the suit that makes sense in the scene. I'm not so, a big fan of like when a cutscene happens and I'm wearing something so outrageous that doesn't fit. Yeah, I'm definitely in that camp as well. I would switch around during the story a little bit as long as it like, visually made sense like if it was Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna use the like amazing spider-man suit that looks pretty similar to the insomniac suit you know like canonically it's like yeah he could wear that that's fine i wasn't running around with like the uh you get some pretty wild suits in this game but i think towards the (laughs) towards the end where i was really just focusing on side missions like if i was just flying around looking for tech crates and um, yeah, you know spider bots. Yeah, I'd throw on all kinds of crazy stuff. The end of the Spider Verse ones were mm-hmm. dope. The Wolverine, the Wolverine. I think my favorite two for Miles were probably the Wolverine and the Black Panther Forever yes. one. I, yep. I anything that had like a purple color wave, mm-hmm. I was really excited. And I think to your the the discussion of suits, I thought it was really really cool that you can unlock color variations yes. of the suits. Just so much variety and like let you put your I, own little little twist on it i'm hoping they take that even further and like yeah. fully customize like whatever color you want i think would be really really cool totally. um, i did end up at some points when it was like a major story thing like coordinate suits between peter and miles oh i didn't <laughs> think about that that's really dope like like so they're on the same like theme like i think they both they're have both a craven like, like neon blue or the craven yeah, yeah. yeah or, the, yeah, or yeah. um I feel like uh, there's like a into the end one, maybe like a robotic uh, mask for miles. And then Pete has like a high tech one. Um, they were, they were super cool. However, like my favorite Peter suit 
didn't make it into this one, which I'm bummed. Oh, which I one lo- was that? I love 2018. The, I love the last stand one from 2018, the leather jacket. That one's dope. Yeah, that was like couple, my go-to. There were a couple. This one I felt. This is a dumb criticism, but I felt leaned into MCU suits just a little too much. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I, and I don't a lot of the suits from them. I just I thought the ones where it was like really weird and different or maybe from a comic or property that i wasn't familiar with i thought that was cool because it was like oh i'm learning about a new storyline that i don't know like and and personally it just worked for me better something they did really well with that i didn't realize until i looked up a guide for the spider bots Mm -hmm. is they unlock in order no matter where they are on the map Oh, that's interesting. So when you are unlocking the spider bots, you're essentially just unlocking the outfits from the 2018 game that aren't in this one for Spidey. Oh, that's cool. And then eventually, and then eventually you're like, why am I getting a spider Gwen spider bot? And then you're like, okay, something's going on here. (laughs) And then it leads into the end of that, that side quest, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah. I thought that was really dope too. Um, I also shout out to the Spider-Man 2099 suit. Shout out to, I liked all the ones that went into the quest line that you were doing. Like you said, like the one you did after the Craven bases was really Uh cool. Miles with like the leather one. I can't say it right. The Puerto Rican flag one. Yep. That one's dope. Um, I also really liked the, um, the Mysterio one that Miles gets with like the, the the globe head and whatnot. Oh, that fight was amazing. In the snow globe, too, <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, oh so, so cool. Th- those were the little things where, like, man, they really thought about this. Like, they really yeah. care about this. Um, also, shout I- out to every suit that has a cape. I think Spider-Man yeah. with a cape is pretty cool. A- any any Miles uh, suit that is a ho- essentially a hoodie, I'm wearing that all the time. <laughs> the suit uh, he gets at the end of the game I was that go- he I was made just gonna himself ask you. so dope. The, so like, the dope. original Insomniac take on Miles suit, we finally got one. I personally love it. I think it's dope. Yeah. I don't does know the if internet you've seen, have problems with the it. The internet I... does not like it. <laughs> they need to go touch go, grass. Go I loved it. Yeah. No. It, honestly, <laughs> it's just like all the bioluminescence underneath the blue. His shoes were really cool. I oh thought his hair God. looked great. Yes. The whole game, I loved it so, it was so like, much. Let's have his hair involved. Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it was dope. Yeah. Hate, once that unlocked, I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Once that unlocked, I didn't change it. Same thing like anti venom. I was anti-Venom because it just made sense story-wise. Interestingly enough, because I changed back for the last few side missions because I had the trophy to visit May's grave was like one yeah. of the last ones I did. So I changed back to the, the classic yeah. suit for that mm-hmm. just to like be in the moment. But then I got into a combat encounter after that and it changed my suit when I activated the Venom Surge to the anti-Venom suit. Oh, and I didn't know that. And after I finished the crime, it changed it back. So like, oh, if you I would have totally powers, have used another suit then. At sure, that point. yeah. Well, and oh, I thought that was cool. a really nice touch to like not take you out of the moment by changing yeah. your suit, but it was like, oh, canonically, it does make sense for his body to like be engulfed yeah, in the yeah, white yeah, yeah. in that moment. That is that cool. said though, all the Venom suits so cool, and how they all look wet and yes. just like kind of creepy yeah. and eerie. It's like, oh, that's unnerving, yeah. but Although, really well done the for classic, all the animations and things. Yeah. The classic black suit looked really good too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That looked really cool. There was a great, I saw a great TikTok the other day that somebody was wearing the Sam Raimi black suit, but then they had set it to the music from Spider-Man 3 and they're walking yeah, around. Yeah. It was great. Very that's funny. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. 
I feel like we've touched on like mm-hmm. the major stuff. Is there anything yeah. we missed? Is there anything you want to talk do you, about story wise? Do you have a favorite set piece? Because I, I, I feel it took yeah. Naughty Dog Uncharted set pieces to a new level. Oh like, yeah! For every mm-hmm. Uncharted game that has one or two, this has like eight, and and I they're mean, all incredible. One thing we didn't touch on was the start of the game. I think yeah. an incredibly strong opening on a technical level. Mm-hmm. I think it it was funny. It was it was hilarious having Pete come in as the teacher at Miles School, and then they both swing off together, and the music hits and. Sandman and the moment where Sandman throws Miles like across the entire city and then he swept slingshots back like yeah oh that's that cool. set piece yep. is definitely up there for me I think the one that we touched on with the portals did the black mm-hmm. hat mission mm-hmm. incredible um the playable sequence where you're running around um Oscorp as Venom yeah really really dope I also liked it wasn't like a crazy production set piece, but I liked going into like the hotel or wherever the, the hunters were yes. staying where you yeah. encounter mm-hmm. Cravens, like all the interior environments, I think in mm-hmm. this one were so like elevated also, compared well, to past insomnia. While stuff. we're on that subject, I want it on yeah. a record. Okay, please. I like the MJ missions. Okay. That was going to be a, <laughs> I, I have I that in my notes, and I wanted to ask you about that. Yes. the MJ missions. I don't care who knows it. To me, putting the fanboy hat on, you're wrong. I love them. <laughs> so, I, I I love you, and I appreciate you. Um, I don't hate But you're wrong, MJ Kyle. Mission. No, no. Hear me out. I would consider myself a neutral party towards the Fair. MJ missions. Okay. I'm not a hater. I'm not going to say... Because I think, story-wise having her playable i think makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense i think her like detective um person in the chair role in this game narratively speaking i think is a very hard thing to convey sure compelling gameplay sequences Mm -hmm. so i think it makes sense that they want to have her playable and that said i do think the mj sequences in this game are far better than the mj sequences in 2018 like i think they made her a compelling character they don't overstay their welcome Mm -hmm. i even had fun with the stun gun and i thought it was entertaining and enjoyable so i don't really have any qualms with that but i will say i do think it's hilarious and i was chatting about this with friend of the show joseph once again the other day but when you get to the mission, when they're making the plan to go get the symbiote meteor oh, rock, yeah. uh-huh. and they're like, MJ, you're going to go into the base. You're going <laughs> to fight all of these goons and brutes. Yeah. Then you're going to single-handedly on your motorcycle drive the meteorite back to the foundation. I thought that was a little far-fetched. I'm not saying she's yes. not a capable person, mm-hmm. but the fact that she was like one-shotting symbiote enemies that would take Spider-Man like multiple hits to uh-huh. do. That was a little a little silly, but I had fun. With I it. agree. I'm not I saying that yeah. it, there was anything wrong with the right. You know what I mean? That was my mm-hmm. only thing that I was like, okay, that's my, a little weird. My thing about that in the moment, I was like, okay, it was I can, I can, yeah, it was oh like, yeah, I I can see the stun gun being like sonically powered to take them out easier, whatever. But, but why didn't Spider-Man have that gun then? I I agree. <laughs> But when it came to leaving with the rock, why didn't Miles just pick That's her up I'm and saying. swing her to why, the what place? Are we, what are we doing here? Like <laughs> it would have been way safer than way safer. the way they did it. Way safer, but like I said, I, I love MJ as a character. I think it's very compelling. 
on on the topic of internet controversy while we brought it up how did you feel about the the face swap change from peter parker in the remake to now in this one mm-hmm. i know kind of funny brought it up as something they found kind of distracting i i got used to it but i will still say that i feel like the original face in 2018 still looks more peter parker to me this sure. one just he looks very young that's my only thing is, and I feel yeah. like they're portraying like an older Spider-Man. I'm, I'm, I think this is me being neutral. I can see sure. people tra- liking. Yeah, have my neutral trading. MJ hat. Yes, <laughs> I, I do. I did love the original face and the way mm-hmm. that was was performed. I understand why they did it, like technically why they did it, but there were moments. And shout out to Andy Cortez. His neck is real thick. <laughs> that that did was like. All right, Peter. It's a little too thick of a neck. I don't understand why you look like Kurt Angle out here, but yeah, yeah. It it, it was fine. It didn't like detract from the game for me, but I was just like, mm-hmm. why change it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Is yeah. kind of how I felt about yeah, his yeah. first face. Mm-hmm. But neither here nor there. Did you have a favorite moment that we haven't touched on yet? I don't think so. Uh. I do just want to, I, I mean, we've we've kind of hinted at it as well, but, like, I think everyone performed their butt off. Absolutely. I, I think Yuri killed it. I think Najee killed it as Miles. Laura Bailey killed it as MJ. I don't know the actor's name who played Harry, but he was fantastic. Tony Todd for as little as he's in it. Graham Phillips. Is Graham Harry Phillips? Osborne. Yeah, Graham, Graham Phillips. He was really good. Um, Tony Todd in the small amount of time we've heard him was just perfect. Again, the, the Craven, like everybody, even like Genki, right? Like Genki, I think brought it. He had so much more screen time, and I love that he was interacting with Peter too. Yeah, that was great. And, Mr. and Mr. Miles's mom, Mr. yeah, Miles' mom was really good too. Yeah, they were just, just all really. There was not one performance I was like, man, you're not doing that great. Everyone was just well, and amazing. Even- npc characters like i think yeah. about um final fantasy 16 which i enjoyed i didn't get a chance to finish yet but mm-hmm. i think about npc characters you encounter in that game and how they just feel like such a blank yeah. slate in comparison yeah. to these characters you're running into in spider-man so i just mm-hmm. think that definitely deserves a shout oh, out one thing when it comes to combat yeah, yeah. i wish i i wish i had more control of when your buddy will come in and help you do a takedown because they were always so cool, like Miles coming in and finishing off a takedown, like a little moment between them. Even with like Yuri as Wraith, when that would happen, any any moment when they combined to finish a, a, a takedown, I wish I saw more of it. It was kind of a little bit in control. Like the last enemy would have been awesome if that was a takedown, where you both yeah. kind of combined to 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 do it. I thought there were going to be kind of more side quests where that happened. But I, I do like the narrative angle of, like, you don't know when it's going to happen, and that makes it even cooler when it does. But, yeah, yeah I, I'm I'm with you for sure. Or, or like, swinging around the city or running into Miles or Peter doing something. Did you do the, the Spider-Man meme Oh, absolutely. Stance? Did. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> game, game of the year just for that. <laughs> yeah. Or the I, my favorite was last night. I had finished the flame missions with Wraith, and then she came and stopped a crime with me randomly in the open world. And then mm-hmm. afterwards my Spider-Man tried to high five her and she left him hanging and he just went, Oh, 
And it was so awkward and so funny and just those little moments like Insomniac just nails it. I am happy they referenced Spider Cop at least once. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) What is is her line where she's like, oh, I have a tattoo. It's Spider Cop's gravestone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 10 out of 10. And I'm pretty sure I listened to the kind of funny spoiler cast for the first Spider-Man game a couple weeks ago before the release of this one. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Spider Cop was just a Yuri improv bit. Like that really? wasn't like a scripted thing. That was just something that he was like, I'm Spider Cop. And they were like, thank no, God. Love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the fact that that became like a through line. Yeah. Sh- chef's mm-hmm. kiss, really. Chef's Absolutely. kiss. All right. Well, I think we touched on. We could. I think we could talk about this game for hours, but I think we, yeah. we've touched on the big stuff for sure. I want to look to the future a little bit, make some predictions for the next game. Mm-hmm. What do you expect to see? Is there any like gameplay-specific thing that you would like to see elevated? W- w- what are you hoping for? Man, I, I would love for more excuses to be a little bit more stealthy. Okay. I, I think introducing the web line where you can create like web lines wherever I think was awesome. But there was very little incentive to do that because, like you said, you can just go guns blazing and be totally fine. Um, so I would like a little bit more addition there. I would love to have a customization of what gadgets I can put on the wheel instead of just, like, the four being the the four. Uh, I think that could add a little bit of uh, a variety here and there. Maybe a couple little extra more super moves as well to interchange um, would, be, would be awesome as far as, like... I think we will get a Miles game next before Spider-Man 3 proper, which I'm totally down with. I just don't know, like, what that would be. Like, the villain. Like, what what's going on in the city or Harlem that Miles would have to deal with. Because I'm trying to remember which side quest Miles had that ended in, like, a villain. And I am... I, I don't Mysterio Outside of the Mysterio stuff, which like they pretty much set him up as like a he's on the, the he's straight on the and narrow more or yeah. less. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think maybe it's just all training silk training. Silk would be cool. I think would be cool. I could see them looping in miles for some of the it into the spider verse. Like we're going to expand the universe kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then. Sp- uh, a Spider-Man three proper with Peter is more of like the grand team up game where now we have the full full squad together, so to speak. Um, yeah, I think I want to see that. I think we're going to see something with. It'll be interesting to see if the next game we get is a Spider-Man three or if it's a smaller Miles Morales sized project. I also imagine we'll get some DLC to this one similar to the first game. Absolutely. It feels to me like Chameleon's storyline is kind of ripe for a DLC mm-hmm. just because of his like direct connection with Craven, and I feel like it wouldn't make as much sense for him to be like the main thing in a third big big but game. But I think Carnage is too big for DLC. I would argue so. I think Yeah. Yeah. And I think the flame I think was one of the most compelling like subs you know side quest storylines that they had so that feels like he's kind of like either the the number i imagine like we have green goblin we have carnage and then maybe we have doc ock some somehow involved in a in a big third game so it'll be interesting to see yeah for sure do we do we ever see gwen stacy i don't think so i my partner claire asked me that as well because she really enjoys that character yeah especially in the spider-verse movies and 
I didn't catch anything other than the spider bot Gwen Stacy yeah. skin. Other than mm-hmm. that, I didn't see anything. It, it'd be... It'd be interesting if maybe that is another wrench if everyone knows Peter is Spidey, if they also introduce Gwen to potentially cause a wedge in between MJ and and Pete in the third game. Yeah, it's interesting, too, thinking about it, because I think, like, Into the Spider-Verse has made Gwen Stacy, like, an intrinsically Miles-related storyline yeah. character, mm-hmm. whereas then, like, in the Sam Raimi movies and then the... Andrew Garfield, Amazing Spider-Man. It was more of a Peter-centered character, so I'm kind of curious, like, which world she's going to intersect from. But I have to imagine at some point, she's too good of a character to not be involved at all. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are are you super excited for Wolverine? That was going to be my next question for you. I can't wait. I'm so, so excited. Um, I hope we see... If it doesn't come out next year, I hope we at least get to see a nice, like, cinematic trailer with some gameplay. I just, I want to know kind of the structure of the game, because I just can't imagine the game being this, like, same open world format. Like, I imagine more of a linear experience. Wolverine isn't swinging around the city. Yeah, (laughs) like, I I think less on traversal. I could see it maybe being, like, a Ratchet and Clank-esque thing, where it's, like, here's an open space, and then you're going to this other place Mm -hmm. for cinematic Mm -hmm. reasons, but... Yeah, I love Wolverine as a character. The movie Logan is one of my favorite superhero movies like of all time. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think I'm really interested to see what Insomniac does with what I presume will have to be an M-rated video game. So I'm interested to see them take the dark tone they established in Spider-Man 2 and then just like full force yep. into mm-hmm. a, like a really mm-hmm. mature game. How about for you? Yeah, I'm I'm super into whatever Wolverine will be. I I, I hope it is like the darkest insomniac game we've we get um like full-on i want to dismember people as wolverine i just like, can't see a world where they don't like exactly, i just feel like you kind of right? have to yeah uh, especially like, like a after... deadpool movie but rank, rating it pg-13 like <laughs> yeah i don't know and especially after venom ate craven's head like oh, yeah. i feel like they're it's like get ready. Hint. They're they're yeah. like the children that are playing <laughs> Spider Man. They're like maybe the next one won't be appropriate. Yeah. I I, we'll I, I just I also do want to point out because I love Insomniac so much. Yeah. I hope they're not just a Marvel studio. Like yeah. I hope they give yeah. it a I feel break that. every once in a while. Maybe maybe a ratchet here and there. You know, bring back one of my favorite games of all time, Resistance. Like Ooh, I, that'd be good. That'd be I, cool. I would love for them as long as they're happy doing Spidey and yeah. Marvel stuff. Totally fine. It's just it, to have, uh, you know, just constant superhero games all the time might be a little bit waning because my, my other big thing for like a, a Spider-Man 3 and even a, a, a smaller Miles Morales 2 or whatever they decide to do is how do you one up the city? The city is already yeah. like at peak performance. Is it just adding more boroughs? Is it fleshing out the other ones like i don't are we going to staten island or like how are they going to keep building the city more and more in each game i think because it can potentially run into the problem where it's going to become stale sure i have to imagine the portal mission kind of makes me think that and then the spider-verse tie-in we'll get into some multiverse type things we'll get into some go elsewhere around the world elsewhere around the world like how cool would it be to like someone pops into a portal and it's like miles we need you in tokyo and you oh, do like yeah. a five oh, to yeah. 
five to six hour like mini district mission in tokyo mm-hmm. and then you come back or do something like they, yeah, they yeah, could yeah. do some cool stuff with it absolutely and this game definitely makes me think that like we're we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg of like insomniac getting really wild and creative and cool with things so excited to see where that takes us yeah but kyle i think for now that wraps up our spider-man talk so let's close out the show with questions with claire our weekly discussion of fun questions with the listeners and listeners rest assured that claire is doing well but she hasn't played spider-man yet so mm. she she sat this episode out but sends good vibes to all and she'll be back um for an next episode but with that said i will read the question in her place so kyle what is your current game of the year and do you see it changing before the end of the year this is the, the hot button question oh right God. now. The hardest question you can ask me right now. I, I, I honestly, I see myself. Spider-Man two is right now the front runner for sure, but I do plan on going back to Baldur's gate. I didn't play enough of that yet. And I've only fell in love with that when I uh, did. And then I was lucky enough to receive a code for Alan Wake two. And I'm very early oh, in on that. Heck yeah. Alan Wake 2 is special. I I think if any game can take Spidey off of the top pedestal, I think it might be Alan Wake 2. Heck yeah. Love that. I think I'm in a similar boat. Um, For me, all year until Spider-Man, it was Tears of the Kingdom was a lock. I adored it. I had so much fun with that game. But after playing Spider-Man, it just like reignited my love for superhero games for this Insomniac version of the world and i've been pretty burnt on mcu stuff in recent entries not because of a lack of quality but it just hasn't been resonating with me the same way that the earlier stuff did pre-endgame so it just felt so good to just fall in love with a superhero game again and so this feels like a lock but i also have all alan wake preloaded i haven't gotten a chance to play it i'm probably going to play it shortly after this recording tonight and check it out it's visually stunning i can't wait (laughs) and i'm i feel like i'm in this rare camp because i adored the first game i was in that like cult classic group of like y'all alan wake one is a a fantastic Mm -hmm. game and so i was like on another world jumping out of my seat excited when they announced two at the game awards so the fact that now GameSpot gave it a 10 people are saying it's a masterpiece there's Mm -hmm. like high praise i'm so excited because i think i'm like the target audience for this one control was my first remedy game and i adore control that is one of my favorite games of all time and I need I'm to just, go back and play Control. That, uh, that's like a blind so spot good. in my... Yeah, I believe and, it. And it looks I, I only played a few hours of the first Alan Wake when it sure. got the remaster, what was that, two years ago at this Something point? Something like that, yeah. Um, And I enjoyed it, but it wasn't... I always thought it was more survival horror than anything. Sure. Th- this is the Alan Wake... The Alan Wake 2 is the Alan Wake that I wanted to play for the remaster. Love it. That's awesome. And, and as a Control fan, there's plenty to love in Alan Wake 2. Oh, cool. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. good to hear. There's just so many games. You brought up Baldur's Gate. What a year. What a year. I haven't touched Baldur's Gate because there's, I have so much to play that I'm like afraid to jump in before our game of the year conversations. I'll, I'll have to check it out because I, I want to, I want to be able to speak on it, but there's just too much to play, but it's a good problem to have. So can't complain. Can't complain. Yep. Awesome. Well, Kyle, thank you so much as always for coming on the show. It's always a blast to chat with you. 
let the listeners know where they can find you, what you're working on, all the cool yeah. stuff you're doing. Of course. Thanks a lot, Luke, for having me back. Uh, give Heck my yeah. best to Claire. Um, you can find me at Mr. K set pretty much everywhere. Um, every single week I do, I co-host uh, a PlayStation podcast called the trophy room PlayStation podcast. Uh, it's awesome. Talk about PlayStation all the time. Heck one yeah. of my favorite things in the world. So go check that out. And I also am a co-founder of six one indie where we amplify indie gaming voices. Um, we put on our own little mini, uh, E3 showcases, uh, where we highlight a bunch of really cool indie games. So you can check that out at six one indie. That's S I X O N E I N D I E pretty much everywhere. Love it. Go support Kyle and all the wonderful things he's doing. Listeners, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Some quick housekeeping items for you. Please subscribe to our show on your podcast platform of choice. We are now officially on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and more. If you enjoy our podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash lukewarmgames for exclusive podcasts and more. You can go ahead and follow at lukewarmgames on Twitter to get the latest updates on our show. And with that, have a fantastic week. Cheers and happy gaming.